Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop. Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook. If you're anxious and you know it, take a sip. Wobbly Winos, and welcome to Why We're Whining, the holiday bender taking you on a wine adventure. I'm Tommy Lucas. And I'm Lucy Zukaitis. And guess what? It's still whining about holiday, holiday drinking. drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what day are we on today, Lucy? I don't even, I'm losing track of time. I, for once, know it's day 22. Oh, day 20. We're getting down to the end here. Yeah, we've only got two more days after this. It's crazy. I know. I'm sure I'll go through some withdrawal. I know. (laughs) We'll worry about that later. (laughs) Exactly. Tell me what we're drinking today. Okay, so today we are having the Brio Solar Chardonnay. And this is from Spain. A Spanish Chardonnay. I know. Huh. It's um, it's a little different. Yeah, I've got some questions, but okay. I might have answers. Probably not. So let's just talk about Chardonnay for a moment, shall we? Please. Chardonnay is the world's most adaptable and versatile white wine grape. Oh. And it is also the most popular. I mean, that makes sense. But... Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, not to us, but I guess we are not cross-section of the world's populace so you did express some confusion about a spanish chardonnay because you don't hear that every day no you so don't. i don't know when exactly but the chardonnay grape is a relative newcomer to spain okay and so this particular chardonnay uh there's a big focus on merging traditional and modern flavor profiles So let's just talk about old world versus new world for a moment, specifically with Chardonnay. Okay. So if you were going to have an old world Chardonnay, what are some things that you're going to expect from that? Um, I would expect something that is a bit more crisp, a bit Mm -hmm. more clean, uh, Mm -hmm. a bit more um, just adaptable to different uh, aging processes. Um, Yeah. Great. I like that answer. Costco's Wine Adventure mentions that Old World Chardonnay is kind of known for the citrus and vanilla notes, the structure, mm. the acidity. Yeah. So now for New World, what are you what do you expect when you take a sip? Oaky, buttery, mm. viscous, thick, God cloying. Damn, viscous again. Yeah, viscous zucitis, get ready. <laughs> Ooh, cloying, that's a good one too. Yeah. Or according to Costco. Buttery tropical goodness, rich and forward. Uh, subjective opinion, whatever. <laughs> I'll give it buttery. Yeah. But Brio Solar aims to combine the two worlds and give us the best of both worlds. So this is grown in the inland valleys of northern Spain, sourced from a number of vineyards there. Okay. So in terms of location and mentality, we've got old world. But there's this warm, dry climate that's characteristic of the New World growing regions where you find the Shard. 
A um, little more about the process here. Night harvested and whole cluster pressed in an effort to preserve its unique varietal signature. Okay. And this is fermented in stainless steel, then aged in oak. Based on, you know, what you've told me, I think it could be very interesting. I think we've come around to Chardonnay in terms of especially like stainless steel aged Chardonnays or more, you know, old world Chardonnays. So yeah, regions that we don't necessarily think of Chardonnay coming from have served us well on this adventure. Yeah. Well, let's kind of like take a look at this and see what we got here. So okay. uh, you're still in your bat cave. So mm -hmm. color wise, um, it is a bit more yellowy. Uh, okay. Like I think of a lot of like New World Chardonnay is like particularly like dehydrated piss yellow. Like, oh, it can be yeah. Very, like neon-y, you know, like dandelion the crayon. Yeah, this yeah. isn't quite dandelion, but it, uh, it it's maybe like subdued dandelion a little okay. bit. Dandy. Um, that one's retired, so maybe that's not a good example. Um, okay, what do you got on the nose? Hmm. To me, it's smelling more New Worldy. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting a lot of that oak on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's like a wood shop. I'm getting a little bit of apple, maybe some pear. Do you pear? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pear. Pear and wood. Yep. Okay. I guess, okay. Should we like try it and I see? Guess, yeah. All right. I see what they're saying about the mix and yeah. the melding the two styles. It doesn't taste as new worldy as it smells to me. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. It definitely comes off a little bit cleaner on the mm -hmm. palate than um, it smells. Right. I'm getting a little taste of the citrus. Yep. Kind of a faint vanilla. Yeah, I was just going to say vanilla. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more... Um, fuller bodied white round kind of mm -hmm. um, mouthfeel, which leans more new world in my, in my opinion. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't want to buy a bottle. No, but I did drop the cork somewhere. So I do have to finish this. Yeah. And I poured a hefty glass. So we're just going to call one, two, three, go and make it happen. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of like a fun tie in for this. And, um, you know, I looked at the label. That's where we've gone for a lot of inspiration. Mm -hmm. And um, I, like, saw there's, like, a honeybee on it. Like, Oh, yeah. On, like, a like what looks like an orange sun and, like, some lines or whatever else. So I was like, okay, honey, sweet. You're going to talk about me? <laughs> <laughs> that may be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I kind of thought about um, eggnog. Mmm. Which is a very sweet drink um, that people oh. enjoy around the holidays. Um, and upon doing my bit of research, it was kind of brought over from the old world and refined by the new world. So mm. what's your take on eggnog, Lucy? Love it? Hate it? I'm a fan. It has to be done right because it could be like, it could be viscous. <laughs> <laughs> it can be very thick. It can be really. <laughs> She's a thick bitch. <laughs> But I feel like I've had some in recent years, especially like at bars when they do kind of a fancy take on it. Mm. Aaron is talking. He found George Washington's recipe and he's going to be making that this week. So I'm really excited. Well, that's so funny because I have George Washington's recipe here, too. What? Great minds. <laughs> right? Too bad so, I had nothing to do with it. Oh, well. Well, that's why great minds. No. <laughs> People either love eggnog or they absolutely hate it. I feel like there's yeah. really no middle ground there. It's a polarizing um, beverage. Very much so. But uh, do you know where it originated, if you had to guess in terms of a country? Um, England. 
Correct. So medieval Britain, it came from this thing called posset, which is a warm, milky, ale-like drink. But it didn't actually get tied to the holidays until it jumped over from England to the U.S. uh, in the 1700s. Okay. So traditionally, it's made with milk, eggs, and sherry, Mm -hmm. So, which is a fortified wine. So it is a beverage that was originally made with wine. Um, How apropos. I know. And those ingredients were traditionally tied with wealth. So those were the people who were drinking it, and uh, it was used in toasts for prosperity and good God, health. Of course I like it. It's an aristocracy beverage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when it came over to America, in the 1700s, America was full of mostly what at that time? Immigrants? Well, yes. but Indigenous the, people. Well, yes, but what Trees. did the immigrants do? To, great. It was full of farms. So... <laughs> So the ingredients that they needed to make the eggnog, you know, the eggs, the milk, that was very plentiful mm. um, all around. So now it becomes like a beverage for the people. Well, when or they replaced yet. the sherry, because oh. sherry was not, that had to be shipped over from Europe. Oh, okay. So uh, they needed to replace it. So what is the, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. What is the, viscous. what is the spirit? No, it's not viscous. <laughs> I hate you so much. I know. What is the spirit that you associate with eggnog nowadays? Brandy. Brandy? Okay. Or rum. Exactly. So it wasn't brandy that they replaced it with. It was rum. And Mm. that was much cheaper and accessible because they would just import it from the Caribbean, which was right there. Oh, okay. So that's how rum kind of came to be in the mix there. Um, It's interesting that you talk about kind of like the varying degrees of quality Mm-hmm. Um, with eggnog because I agree with you there can be some good stuff and there can be some really really bad shit yes but the pre-made stuff that you get at the grocery store and things like that do you know it only contains 1% of egg yolk I'd believe that yeah <laughs> I, the FDA dictates that they can't do that I mean they can put all these hormones and whatever else and all of the rest of our food but god damn it that eggnog <laughs> can't have more than 1% egg phew glad they're looking out for that well, it's interesting you talk about George Washington's recipe because his yeah. recipe is known for being particularly alcoholic. Yes, George. <laughs> it is one quart cream, one quart milk, one dozen tablespoons of sugar, one pint of brandy, half a pint of rye, half a pint of Jamaican rum, quarter of a pint of sherry. <laughs> then you have to mix the liquor first, then separate the egg yolks. And then add it all together and whatever else. But the interesting thing about his recipe is it doesn't say how many egg yolks. Dealer's choice. I mean, yeah, whatever Aaron wants to throw in there, apparently. Do you know how many calories is in one cup of it? I'd prefer not to know. Great. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. It is upwards of 400 calories per cup. Mm. Merry Christmas. If you have four cups of that, you're like, that's 1,600 calories. That's your calories for the day. I know. Well, God. this suddenly got depressing. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I can only do about like one glass because it is super rich. Plus, it makes me have to shit my pants because I don't do the dairy so well. But I was going to say I'll have two, but I guess I'll just do one this year. Calories don't count on Christmas. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> this has been a Tom C. Lucaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios. Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly.
Yeah, I guess George Washington was a little bit of a booze hound. He went through a lot. <laughs> what? Why oh, is that funny? I, I was just wondering when you were going to say again. No, I'm not. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it. Okay.